G'day listeners and welcome back to the Keeper League for another week. Uh, my name's Hef and as per usual I'm joined by my co-host Case. How you going mate? Very well Hef, very well. Alright, for those who haven't listened before, we're the AFL Fantasy Podcast that uh, doesn't talk about your superstars. We look at the uh, the players on that next tier down that are going to be more relevant to your keeper league. So we're going to get stuck in this week. As per usual, we talk about our breaking news, basically who's injured or who's coming in and who's coming out and uh, what that means for our keeper league teams in terms of players coming in. So Kays, what's the first one on the agenda? Well, uh, just breaking today, it's uh, three big outs for Colton. Uh, Cade Simpson, Nick Newman and Maddie Cruiser all gone. Simpson and Newman both going to miss three weeks, but Matt Cruiser continues his great run of injuries this season and will just miss the one. So <laughs> um, you'd be thinking that uh, Charlie Kerno should slot straight back in and at some point in that side if he's, he's fit to go. So he'd be the first club off the rank for me. Um, you'd probably be thinking Liam Stock would be close as yeah. well. Sorry, just going back to Cruz, you don't think they'll bring a Ruckman in? Uh, well, they're going to have to bring in Phillips, yeah. or, I'd assume, or Loby, whoever they want to. But yep. um, just for the other two, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think, um, obviously, Kerno comes straight back in because um, Kerno went out and Cunningham came in and he actually played quite well in that game on the weekend um, for Carlton. So I reckon he might hold his spot. Yeah. Um, and that's probably between Stocker and Matt Kennedy, I think, for the, the second spot. I would yeah. be surprised if that just means, you know, because obviously they're losing Simpson and Newman back there. Um probably a Daisy Thomas just make, makes that halfback role really his. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, your O'Brien types and, and that can probably slot back in there for a halfback flank for a, for a week or so because I think they probably need that, uh, you know, that go in the guts with either a Stocker or Kennedy and then Kerno can do what he wants because he's a jet. Well, as our owner of Stocker and Kennedy, I'm hoping one of those two come in because I'd like to see what they can do. Well, as an owner of Charlie Kerno, please just <laughs> bloody play some football this year. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Jack Rewalt, he's gone for eight weeks. Um, no weeks for Tom Brown just yet after his uh, <laughs> his call. But uh, who reckoning, Who do you reckon comes in for Jack? Yeah, well, I don't really reckon they've got another tool to go to with everyone no. uh, being injured already and mm. uh, Bolton already in the side. So, I guess they'll just chop and change with the small and shy Bolton probably, probably the main one to come in there. And it probably looks like Caddy goes back to that genuine full forward uh, yep. role while, uh, while Rewalt's not playing. Uh, sad news for Whitfield owners. He's probably going to miss a week. Only one week. It. Yeah, but, you know, he's uh, he's a captain option for a lot of people. Well, in uh, Fantasy Classic, he's a lot of uh, a player that a lot of people are trying to get in or have tried to get in mm. the last couple of weeks as well. Mm. So it sucks to have him out this early. Surely, Jack O'Hately, my boy. Yeah, surely. Uh, after that last week, it was just disappointing to see him dropped uh, straight yeah. up and good excuse to get him back in there, I guess, for uh, Leon Cameron. And uh, hopefully he can do enough. I don't know what he could have done more to hold his spot as a first-year ah. player, but hopefully he can do more than that. Exactly. 80, <laughs> 80 points or something in his first game and yeah. gets the arse. That's Not no enough. good. Uh, Jack Loney, one of your boys who's uh, going quite well this season. A bit sad to see him miss a few with the knee. Yeah, I'm not a Jack Loney owner, just to make that clear. I wish mm. I was, though, but uh, someone we liked in the uh, preseason. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I guess Hunter Clark uh, is playing some good VFL, along with uh, Nick Hines also playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had one good fantasy week, which has kind of boosted his VFL average up a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I guess we'd, we'd like to see what he can do at the AFL level. The other one they're talking about on the AFL website is Robbie Young, but he's more of a small forward type. And, yeah, uh, yeah we don't know if he'll uh, actually be a decent fantasy scorer, but he's probably a good, actually, like-for-like like for Loney. Um, yeah. You know, might not get the same fantasy numbers, but uh, a good positional kind of uh, change for them. And we were talking beforehand, he played 
played some uh, footy with Port Adelaide last year in the SANFL. I actually watched a few of those games and he was actually quite handy. He's yeah. got, a, got a bit of go about him. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Jack Viney misses a couple after being hit by a freight train known as Sydney Stack. <laughs> Huge fella, Sydney Sack. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think there's anyone that's really going to come in that's going to be of fantasy relevance for them. They'll probably chop and change, shuffle things around. Uh, we'll talk about some of the different roles I guess Melbourne played uh, in their side this week. But uh, yeah, I don't think they're uh, going to do anything drastic. But hopefully, fingers crossed, Tom Sparrow uh, comes in. I think he, I think he played one game a couple mm, weeks ago. Yeah, yep. and uh, yeah, he's been going all right in VFL. So good fantasy numbers there. So hopefully, they can translate. Rightio, mate. On to the round rewind. Okay, on to the round rewind. In this segment, we go through all the games from the weekend and we kind of disregard all the superstar players and we talk about the guys that uh, we would have picked up in our drafts or could potentially be still be in the uh, the draft pool for next year uh, mm. that you might want to have a look at uh, and start researching for. But anyway, uh, first up is the Richmond versus uh, Melbourne game last Wednesday night at the G. Uh, we've got a few Ages players to ago. talk about. <laughs> yeah, the round went on forever, didn't it? Uh, first player, I guess, uh, the top scoring for, um, I guess, top keeper relevant scorer for uh, Richmond was, uh, Nick Vlostone. Mm. Uh, he had 124 from uh, 28 disposals. A lot of marks in this game. Yeah, Seeing a lot of key defenders get, uh, or defenders in general, just getting a lot of marks at the moment. Uh, bombing on heads and not hitting up targets. I know it is just uh, the uh, conjecture. Uh, sorry, the um, congestion. Sorry, mm. uh, maybe of the game causing a lot of uh, you know players just being underneath the ball. But anyway, Melbourne don't really have a tall target either at the moment. They'll play McDonald down back and, yeah, just random things like that. Uh, they had this really good uh, tall target called Jesse Hogan last year, but uh, he didn't want to stay there anymore. So he gone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really going too well for Melbourne. So uh, anyway, back to Vlostone. I'm just saying just maybe disregard this score for this week and see what he can do against other sides that do actually have uh, players that he has to man up on. He has been playing pretty good footy though, Nick Vlostone this year. Yeah, true. What's his uh, what's his fantasy numbers there, Case? Yeah, well, he's been uh, had two good games in a row. He's had a 91 against Sydney and a 124 against Melbourne. Uh, 10 marks against Sydney and 13 marks against Melbourne, which have really helped his scores. And looking ahead, he's playing Western Bulldogs this week, who don't have a great uh, forward setup too. So yeah. he might be in for some more uh, big points coming from those intercept marks. I wish I put him in the uh, weekly waiver wire podcast now, going by that. But well, if uh, you don't consult you me, you don't get the, the hot goss. <laughs> There's a free one for you anyway. Uh, Brandon Ellis is the next guy we're looking at. He had 111 points, just continuing his good form. 22 disposals, um, got on the end of a a couple snags as well, which is uh, nice to see. We always love a snag here at the Cape League. Mm. Uh, yeah, good to see him out of defence as well this year, just playing that true wingman role, I guess. Uh, had 18 uncontested disposals, which is fantasy gold. So another good one, uh, yeah, if you picked him up this year. Oh, well done if you managed to hold on to him as well because yeah. uh, he was one we thought about, we are talking about you might actually have to drop uh, going by last season's numbers. But now he's uh, redeemed himself, so he has. it's yeah. all good. Uh, Jack Higgins, he had 96 to back up his 98 last week. Uh, here's an interesting fact, guys. We, we talk about Jack Higgins, this underage superstar, going to be the greatest fantasy scorer yep. of all time. Yep. He plays his 25th game this weekend. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a ton yet. Wow. Yeah, only just uh, only just realised this. So, 98 was the closest he's gotten uh, a couple mm. weeks ago. So, um, he's averaging 93 from his uh, past three games, though. So, so, he's hit some form. He looks to be on the rise, yeah. 
A handy as a forward, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jack Ross, uh, 92 from 28 disposals. The issue here is the uh, 18 handballs he had. Mm. So, But he did have three tackles. And uh, like I said, I like his inside game. And he just needs to kind of translate uh, uh, that to his outside game, I guess, and start kicking instead of handballing too. You do find a lot of kids who are just starting out, they do handball a lot more yeah, yeah, definitely. because they have to play the team game and they get to be overawed by, you know, blokes like Dusty Martin right or you, and give it to him. You have a, yeah, you have a bloke like Dusty on your side and you just want to give it to him. Correct. Just Correct. So, you, so you look good as well. Uh, yeah, but I reckon he's going to be a decent future prospect and he's a type of bloke who's going to be available in a lot of pools. So if you like our league where we don't actually pick up waivers during the season, he's going to be in the draft pool mm. and he's someone you kind of almost factor in right now anyway before you kind of think about your delistings and stuff like that into your first round almost um, of next year. So yeah, just think about Jack Ross for, and keep monitoring him in the uh, for the future of this season. Uh, Liam Baker, 82 points this week uh, and had 72 last week. So 82 was his best score in his career and for a small forward that's a, a pretty decent return but uh, again I never trust him so yeah. Um, but yeah, doesn't he's seem to be necessarily nah. a, a mainstay of their team either he seems to be getting on, a, on the end of a few lucky ones and things mm. like that so yep. yeah uh, for the Melbourne Demons not a lot to uh, talk about wasn't the prettiest uh, yeah, game to watch I guess but uh, Jake Melksham uh, had 100 points and that's his uh, top score for the year uh, he spent a lot of time in the midfield this week uh, so that was nice to see. So we should definitely monitor this because uh, he could be a handy pickup if this mm. continues. Yeah, he had a few good games last year too. He actually kind of yeah. made himself fantasy, fantasy relevant uh, yeah. last year. And he's just kind of continuing on that one in his, you know, later years of his career. Still a bit of a streamer, but hopefully he can pick up, especially with this uh, Melbourne stank going on. Hopefully yeah. they just put, uh, give him a bit more responsibility. Uh, Billy Stretch had 86 points and uh, had a lot of uh, possessions in the defensive half. So he had five rebound 50s as well. So keep your eye on his role because if he gets that back status, uh, he could be mm. pretty handy. But uh, we'll have to wait and see if that's uh, going to continue. All right. Uh, on to the Essendon uh, versus Collingwood. Boo! Uh, <laughs> for the uh, Anzac Day round. Kays, this is your team playing, so we'll let you have a chat about this one. Yeah, the return of smoking Joe Danaher got me excited, but it was all about the shit umpiring half that ruined a, <laughs> ruined a great spectacle. But uh, we won't talk about that or the booing because it's just consumed media, which has been boring as shit. But anyway, Joe was bloody awesome. Uh, he had 99 and looked back to his best, which is great off, uh, you know, a few injuries. Kick four snags and just showed us what he's capable of. Um, it's pretty easy to forget that in 2017, he was actually one of the best forwards going around. He averaged 85 yeah, that year huge. For, a, um, for a key forward. And I just think if the Bombers can actually get up and about, that's going to help his scoring. Um, obviously, he needs fitness on his side too. But, you know, he didn't look like he was in any issues coming off a, a short break. So, uh, I think Joey's on the right way. One other guy that I just keep loving more and more each week is um, Josh Ridley. Uh, sorry, Jordan Ridley. Um, 86 for him. Um, I just love his poise with the footy. Uh, he's really becoming one of my favourites. He uses the ball well. Um, Essendon seemed to be pretty happy having the ball in his hands. So I just think he's going to be one that builds and builds and builds and could, yeah, next year be a real elite backman. Uh, old Draco Malfoy. Matty Guelphie. What was with that haircut? But, no um, idea. That is disgusting. But uh, he scored pretty well, 81. He just shows that he can be that handy player that we kind of mentioned a bit earlier on in the preseason. Maybe not your, uh, you know, premium defender by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, just one who can kind of slide in and out uh, when required. Uh, looking at the pies, it was basically all the big names that fired on Anzac Day. So the big boys get up for the big games. But uh, 96 from Jordan Degoe. Now, he's one who you told me that he's going to be no good because he's going to be a stay-at-home <laughs> forward and won't score. Um, 
but he's averaging 88 this year, which is probably exceeding my expectations too. Yeah. But uh, Jeezy's bloody good fun to watch, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's doing all right. And, you know, he's probably where, you know, over that natural progression, I did expect him to, uh, to be, I guess. It's just the way he's hyped, you just think he's going to do so much more. Yeah, and he's <laughs> obviously getting a lot of um, hype from yeah. know, Damien Barrett and all those types, which is not required. He's a bloody but, good, uh, no, he's a good footballer. Yeah, it, but, but uh, just, uh, not. just imagine what happens when he goes into the midfield. He could be scoring 180. Yeah, he's, he's just only like ninth. Nine players in line now or something like that, yeah, so yeah. be close soon. <laughs> uh, but uh, looking at some of the other blokes, Callan Brown is a guy I'm really starting to look the like of. Um, he's probably going to be tough to be a, a big scorer in the Collingwood side, but for me, he just looks like a likely type. Uh, he had 75 on the weekend off the back of a 79, and you know he's almost becoming one of those F5 uh, options. So just monitor to him. I think he's got a bit of talent. Uh, and I'm really starting to get worried about Josh Thomas. Uh, he's not even averaging 60 this year. Yeah. He did have those good preseason games and he's just been one of those ones that, you know, get you a bit excited, suck oh. you in and then let you down. So, I think if you're uh, holding home for Josh Thomas, we've got yeah. six games now and I just don't think he's going to hit the heights that we potentially thought he might have. In hindsight, you look back and he was playing midfield in those JLT games mm. and there's no way he's doing them this season. So. But you kind of think, oh, maybe, you know, yeah, he's, I know. he's I know. in such good no, form, was, he drops back, he might be, you know, yeah, mid-70s yeah. or 80 average yeah. forward, but no. Nah, I was thinking uh, the exact same and we were wrong, but anyway. So, from my beloved side onto your beloved side, Hef, Port and North Melbourne. Yeah, I had the pleasure of heading down to Adelaide Oval on Friday night to check this game out. Uh, looked good for uh, three quarters of footy and then uh, horrible mm. in the last quarter, but that's your standard Port Adelaide way. Um, so we'll just talk about some fantasy numbers and take the four <laughs> points and move on. Uh, so last week uh, on my Patreon uh waiver podcast on Monday nights that I put out um, I talked about a guy called Sam Gray so what I've noticed about him recently he's been playing a bit more midfield time and if you mm. look back uh, prior to last season so I think 2017 2016 2015 mm-hmm. he was averaging in the 80s mm-hmm. um, yeah. as, as more of a midfielder back then as well so he didn't actually have the forward status that he had now and so he seems to have moved for now moves back into that midfield spot and I think mm-hmm. with Sam Gray uh, Sam Gray Robbie Gray out this weekend uh, I think that's really going to help him because he'll probably spend a bit more time in there as well. So, he's averaging 100 from his last three games. So, I think he's a pretty decent one if you don't have him. And he's still available in a lot of leagues as well. So, if he's there, grab him because for the time being, he's going to have some good fantasy numbers. He kicks goals as well, which is uh, super handy. Um, Connor Rosie and uh, Xavier Dersma, I'm going to talk about these guys as Port's uh, rookies, uh, had 94 and 90 respectively. Uh, I really enjoyed Xavier Dersma, uh, bow and arrow celebration. Uh, (laughs) It's a lot for a guy who's played uh, six games, but... uh, you know, we've got to get around that. We're like Chad Corn School of Humble. <laughs> we need, well, he's probably mentored by him. But uh, yeah, no, we need these uh, characters in the game. So yeah, good on him. Uh, but yeah, classic case for first year players. You know, they scored 90 this week, but they are uh, been up and down for the past few weeks. Uh, but I reckon they're both going to be decent fantasy scorers. Uh, but you're, gonna, you're probably going to have to wait three years to get some consistency out of them. I still think if you've taken them, you'd be pretty happy with where they're at. And especially if you're in like a dynasty league, you'd be licking your lips. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on to the Kangaroos. So, Jed Anderson scored from 91 from uh, 26 disposals. Mm. Lots of uncontested touches too, which we love at the Keeper League. Uh, five tackles, which helped him boost his score a bit. But uh, I think he can average around that 90 mark this season. Uh, He's quickly becoming one of North Melbourne's best players, which yeah. probably isn't hard. But nah, uh, not he's scoring moment. well too. Uh, Scott Thompson had 89 points this week. Uh, but what's interesting is over the past few weeks, there's uh, some tall uh, defenders sorry, mm. um, that have had some high numbers against Port and Inset Mark. So, 
Port don't really have a marquee forward at the moment with Dixon out, um, and they're trying to get Westhoff out of the forward line. I feel um, trying to let him roam a little bit more. So yeah, that's it's why much they better out of the forward. Line. Yeah, definitely, it's better for Port too. So they brought Marshall in just to kind of have that contest and let Ryder do some work up there as well. Um, so with the with Dixon out, I guess have a look mm-hmm. at some of the key defenders coming in to play Port Adelaide because mm-hmm. as we talked about earlier as well, there's lots of key defenders getting uh, I guess intercept marks in, in defence as well. So have a look at some of those players and just judge your streamers that way coming up against Port because there's quite a few uh, that could uh, go okay. Yeah. Um, so so who, are we, some, who are we looking at this week? Who's from Carlton? Darcy Moore could have a field day. Against Port? Mm. So Collingwood, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so you could actually go big, yeah, this week. That's a great, uh, a good um, a good suggestion there, Case. But, uh, yeah, if you look previously, like, uh, I guess uh, Josh Walker had a big game against Port. Uh, Grimes had a big game against Port. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's a bit of a case there to be made for some of these players. Um, anyway, moving on. So, uh, Sean Atley, uh, yeah, he was serviceable again with 82 points. Uh, the move back uh, to defence could be good for his game, I think. Uh, averaging 87 in his past four. And, mm. uh, yeah, he'll have some uh, low scores every now and then. So, I think at 35 around two. But he's definitely capable of 80s. Uh, every now and then. Oh, no, neither. As a previous owner, <laughs> wouldn't go near him. But, uh, you know, if, in, if you're really desperate, uh, yeah, he's someone there that could uh, go all right. The last guy I'll talk about, I guess, is uh, Nick Larkey. He played his first game for the year. Uh, he scored 82 but needed three goals to get there. And uh, two were really late in the game where Port had absolutely given up. I think Q was in the rack. Uh, so, key forward, I'll just be avoiding him for now. Fair call. Ah, the Q Clash. Oh, what a game. The match everyone looks forward to each and every year, even twice a year because we're that lucky. Uh, I'm really loving Darcy McPherson this year. Uh, I was pretty hot on him in the preseason and he's going super for the Suns. Uh, 87 on the weekend from him and he's averaging 83 across the season. Uh, he tackles and he's getting midfield minutes. So in uh, a side that looks like they're probably on the decline, I'm sticking with him because he's, uh, he's looking the goods. Will Brody and Ben Ainsworth, two of these young guns who have been touted for a long time, uh, 71 for Brody and 68 for Ainsworth. They kind of look like they're tracking the right way, both in real footy and fantasy football. So if I'd be looking to try and sneak them into your side for cheap, if you can still get them, um, you know, from someone for not too much. Yeah, Will Brody, I'm just worried uh, more so just with the way he kind of he butchers the ball a bit, and I'm not sure if Stewie Do is a big fan, uh, Stewie Do is a big fan of those type of players. He seems to oust uh, those type of players, but I'm going to be disappointed if he does get dropped because he is shows so much potential as a fantasy scorer. Yeah. So just be uh, wary of that one. Oh, well, Stewie does hate. Fantasy scorers, yeah. RIP, Jared Lyons and Mickey Barlow. <laughs> um, but you've got to mention uh, Tuk Tuk Miller. He is uh, having a season that I just didn't think he could have. Uh, 100 again, and he's scored three tons on the trot now, averaging 104. Um, yeah, as I said, i kind of written him off, but uh, it looks like he's thriving now and um, Stewie Jew's given him kind of the keys to the engine room yep. in the Suns midfield. So he might be one you can still get for cheap or, you know, if you've um, – you know, you're in a pretty shallow league. You might still be on some waiver wires. Probably not, but, Doubt you know, because <laughs> he's gone so well. But, uh, you know, he's one that I'm definitely warm to this year um, just because of that role change. Uh, looking at the Lions, Mitch Robinson had his best game in what seems like forever. Uh, he had 120. I don't know if he's capable of that anymore, but yeah. uh, he's his second ton for the year. And he's probably one that slipped a lot in in a few drafts this year, just uh, with, you know, potential role. Yeah. Um, not knowing if he's best 22 or where he fits up there. I was but surprised because today I was just uh, sifting through a few people's lists looking at some uh, trades to dish out. But mm. uh, I saw his average in there, I think it was in the 80s. So I was yeah. like, just blown away by that. Yeah, he's playing good footy. And um, I think if you're having a crack, he might be a guy you can kind of get 
for cheap or something like that because then I know he's playing well, but you know if you're, or I, you might be I able to trade out a youngster if you you I wouldn't trust. trust him. I wouldn't trust him if I had him, so it'd be someone I'd want to trade out. Ooh, okay, yeah. I just yeah, I know what he's like, you know. So if I owned him, I'm saying I'd be looking to cash in on the you know sell high, like cash on his value right okay. now. Well, I still don't think he has that much value, so I reckon you might be able to get him off someone for something, you know, a potential maybe star. I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's tough. But, you know, I think he's going all right this year. Uh, my boy, Jared Lyons, he finally remembered how to play footy. Uh, 105 from the former mini pig. And while I'm thrilled he played well, I just actually can't believe he didn't get dropped the week before. He uh, somehow survived after a shit game there. but If he was uh, still playing for Gold Coast, he would have been dropped. Yeah, so obviously <laughs> Fags still loves him, but uh, I just don't trust him just yet. He's only averaging 78 or, uh, yeah, mid-70s. So um, I'm just – he's on my well, he's just trust got, just yet. He's got good mid- midfielders around him. He's yeah. not used to that. He is not used to that. <laughs> but, you know, he scored well, so he's back. Um, 78 from Louis Taylor in his return game, which is kind of a classic squizzy uh, score, you know, classic mid-70. Uh, Tommy Cutler had a quiet start but got busy late. Uh, 21 touches and 73 points. Surely he holds a spot from now on. Surely uh, he's in their best 22. He's got so much speed and I, well, I'm a bit biased because I'm an owner, but uh, I think he uses, he maybe doesn't use the ball to her, but he can actually really find it. He can rack up to big numbers yeah. and I think he probably provides that spark that uh, – Goal, uh, Brisbane needs, sorry, going forward if they want to kind of push towards the finals. And Noah Answorth, 75 in his first game, which is uh, a good effort. Do I own him? I don't know, maybe. I think he's on my rookie list. <laughs> Didn't actually realise that. This is how well Hef actually gives a shit about <laughs> leagues this year. So, about my own team um, anyway. But uh, interested to see what happens with him when Harris Andrews comes back in. Uh, moving on to the Saints and Crows game. It was a personal best from the future down at St. Kilda, Josh Battle. Uh, he scored 100. He's a, he's a great size and takes a great grabs. And uh, for me, he's one of the key position players that could go either way. I think he's got a bit of raw talent. And uh, he's on one of my monitor lists. I just, uh, you know, those kind of rangy blokes. So you just don't know what they could do. Uh, Battle's well and truly on there. And I think he's got some talent. I just, uh, I don't know, Just it seems foreign to me. I just remember the draft year because it's the year we drafted uh, Todd Marshall and I wanted one of those two at Port Adelaide, the Josh mm-hmm. Battle, Todd Marshall. But to see him playing defence kind of, I don't know, it doesn't sit right with me being one of the best key forwards in that draft and then seeing him playing down back. So I don't know, that's kind of irrelevant to footy, uh, fantasy-wise, but it could actually be a better output from him playing down the, back there. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, like Hurley was a forward yeah, exactly. going back, you know. Yeah, and he's been had guys. really good fantasy seasons exactly. as well. So. Exactly, exactly. Uh, another great game from Ben Patton. Uh, we talked about him last week 89 for him on the weekend uh and i've just got so much time for him he shows poise and has nice skills and if i was kind of picking who might be breakouts towards the end of this season or going the next level next season i think it's uh ridley and Patton who are my two that i'd like to uh, have a little bit of an investment in going forward so that's just a little uh, hot take looking towards 2020 already um, and Jack Nunes, I think he's officially too good for the pod now. Yeah, I think 91. so. 91. Yep, see you, uh, Nunes. Yeah, see you, Nunesy. Uh, Jackie Sinclair, finally building into his season, uh, 93 for him. And geez, there'd be a lot of frustrated Jade Gresham owners. Mm, uh, definitely. 66 from him and only going at 77 this season. A lot of breakout hype, but uh, just not delivering the goods. It's obviously a lot to do with his role. If you're a rebuilder, though, he could be someone you could get on the cheap and it's worth a punt on probably for next year. Yeah, but- is he just going to go straight back into that forward oh, role? Because, you know, know. Say, say say Loney's out again this week. Who's yeah. another, you know, do they just have to go, well, we can't afford to even try him in the midfield because we need him up forward? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, 
It's yeah. tough. And yeah. they've probably got a few midfielders still coming through with Dunstan and those kind of yeah. things. It's hard to judge what his role is going to be at Saints because yeah. I think they're still kind of tinkering with a few things as well. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the Crows, a guy who's really flying under the fantasy radar is Alex Keith. Yep. Uh, turned up on the weekend with 103. And I know you'll write him off straight away. No, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm you're on board on. now. Yeah. A key position player you've got time for. Yeah, well, I've, I know this is you've written this as your note in your show, Doc, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of comparisons with that Dude uh, role. Yeah. So uh, that's what I was going to mention, but you've already got it written there. So yeah. good work. <laughs> he's, he's only had one game under 70, which is uh, pretty sweet and going at 78. So, yeah, I do think he's going to be that floating yeah. halfback flank. And, uh, yeah, I think scores are on the up for him. Yeah. His partner in crime there, Jake Kelly, also turned up with 104. Uh, he's had two solid games in a row now. He's averaging 70, which is all right. But um, I'd probably go Keith if I was going to pick one between him yeah, and, him and Kelly. The same. Just looks uh, Keith looks a bit more solid. And, geez, he's getting some... Um, Press over here in Adelaide. And, um, yeah, a couple of mediocre scoring games from Hugh Greenwood. Now, is he just um, building up, you know, due to a slow start to the preseason? He had 71 on the weekend uh, and five tackles. But um, when he was at his beast mode scoring last year, he was laying like 10 tackles. So, yeah. is it just a matter of him, you know, people, owners sticking fat, just, you know, get a bit more, bit, get, a, uh, get a bit more AFL game fitness and then uh, he'll be getting to more contests, laying more tackles? What's also annoying though is if you're a Brad Crouch owner, we're mm. seeing a bit of a decline there in those uh, kind of numbers too. So, eating into each other's scores a bit there. The don't Crows they? have a lot of similar on ballers, don't yeah. they? Yeah. All right, moving on to the Sydney is it Sydney Derby or the Battle for the Bridge or what do they call it Battle these days? Battle for the Bridge. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that one. Uh, so Sydney versus GWS. Uh, I want to talk about my boy, uh, Jordan Dawson. Uh, so he had 35 at quarter time. So I thought he was going to go huge Get this game. Out, but uh, Yeah, no, come on. It's a family-friendly podcast here, mate. <laughs> Could have been weeping with joy. <laughs> no, that's that's what we'll go with. Good. Uh, so, yeah, he ended with uh, 96. So not the, not the best score, but you know for a first Solid. year player yeah Solid. well not first year player but you know what I mean yeah. a guy who's kind of breaking out at the moment uh, mm-hmm. he's doing pretty well uh, plays a real fantasy friendly role uh, tick two, uh, kicked two goals this week which is uh, good to see he has a really good leg I didn't realise um, yeah he kicked a long goal from about 40 out which was uh, nice to see yeah. Um, but yeah he seemed to get quite a few touches down back but I think that's just a bit of a coincidence to, as to where the play was he wasn't really playing across back but he just kept marking in the back pocket in the first quarter yeah. which was uh, strange but anyway coincidence I think uh, yeah so uh that was uh, the first player for the game we like. So Jordan Dawson, and again, again, I noticed on the uh, waiver numbers um, uh, that I used did use for the waiver wire podcast, he's still pretty lowly owned as well. Yeah. So um, could be a good pickup if he's out there. Uh, Callum Mills had 83 this week from 22 touches. So I guess he's not setting the world on fire um, in fantasy wise. But the thing is, he's still playing down back. He's someone we earmarked to play midfield mm. this year. And if you're playing down back and you're scoring 80s, um, you know, coming back off an injury ridden year, I don't think we can be too harsh on him so let's uh hope he does end up in the midfield but you know while he's playing back he keeps his back status for next year which is uh also nice as well there's a lot of hatred of him on twitter from sydney fans yeah right why is that i think he's just not delivering the hype yeah Um, okay you know not that i doubt it i doubt he'd be dropped off you know some backlash from the supporters but um 
just one that you always think he's going to go a bit better than he has. But, you know, he's as you said, if he's uh, keeping his back status, that's good for next year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Harry Cunningham is the other one. Uh, only scored 80 this week, but that's still pretty handy. He's almost too good for this pod now. Oh, coming back to 80 keeps him in for another week, <laughs> I think. So, yeah, but he seemed to be getting uh, quite a few touch in the middle of the ground as well. So, running through that middle. Um, still reckon he's a good sell high candidate though. So, I wouldn't be definitely backing on him, maintaining it. But, uh, yeah, if you can uh, sell him high for something half decent, I'd be doing it right now. Especially long term. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for the GWS Giants, uh, Shane Mumford uh, had a big score. He was uh, scored 113 and uh, had 48 hitouts. So he actually got some touches this week as well. So 14 touches and uh, yeah, six tackles to go along with that. So this is what happens when he does things uh, other than just getting hitouts. Yep. Um, could be able to get cheap in a trade um, if he actually wanted to contend this year because it doesn't have a lot of value going past this year. So no. if he's in a lower side, I don't know who would have picked him up in a in a lowly play side. But you get those guys that think they're contending this year and the team just goes to shit. So they're sitting with mummy as their ruckman and you're actually contending you might be someone good to go near mm. um to actually yeah put into your side and get some decent numbers in the ruck so think about his trade value there um so yeah we'll move on to uh nick hayne so he scored 106 this week and he's becoming pretty serviceable as a d4 d5 so he's not the worst one to actually start on your field uh keep your eye on um his scores over the next few weeks to see how he performs uh adam tomlinson keeps uh, his good run going yeah um 101 points on the weekend and he's only had one score under 75 this season but he can yo-yo a bit so uh analyze the matchups that uh, can be a handy score if you pick him on the right weeks uh, Zach Williams, my second round draft pick in the uh, Pro Keeper League, uh, which people ridicule, but uh, who's sitting six and zip uh, unbeaten up the top? Uh, Not this, sure. This guy. <laughs> he had 87. Thanks uh, to Zach Williams, 87. <laughs> yeah, 87 points on the weekend, uh, 24 kicks, which is nice to see. Um, yeah, I thought he was going to go pretty big early, but uh, he slowed up as well. Um, but yeah, I'm still not 100% sure um, he justifies my second round pick. But you know, I beat Doss from the uh, draft doctors on the weekend and keep the unbeaten run going. So, uh, yeah, must be doing something keep right. Keep a leg pot. Keep a leg pot. He sure uh, did exactly what uh, I said he would do, Kays. He'd hit back with an 80 this week. Who and he did exactly shit? that. <laughs> I'm saying you were saying he's going to be out the side uh, in a be. few weeks. But uh, he had 19 kicks and actually added some value uh, to the, the guess to the GWS side because he went at 80%. Uh, so, he wasn't just accumulating this week. He was actually pivotal in setting up players across that halfback line. Mm. Um, he had the most time on ground for GWS 2Ks. Uh, so, no problems with the tank for an old fella um, you called he won't be best 22 by uh, year's end but uh, if you look at someone like Goddard last year I guess he was absolutely cooked but being that superstar he is you know they they want to chuck the class in there just in case it does pay off so yeah. I reckon GW is going to be gunning for a flag and he wants to be part of it so he's going to work his backside off to stay on that side radio Moving on to uh, Fremantle versus Western Bulldogs. Yes, Timmy English watch. <laughs> 86 points, 21 hitouts, and he's building. Um, the good thing for him is that Jack uh, Trangove only had six hitouts. So um, he was definitely the Bulldogs' number one ruckman on the weekend. Uh, he did get beaten by Rory Lobb, who had 31. But, um, you know, Tim English had 17 touches and seven marks. I'm just loving what this kid is going to put out for the future. He's uh, looking good. Uh, Hayden Crozier showed us what he can do when he actually wants to play footy. Uh, 95 for him on the weekend, but surprisingly only averages 67 this year. And it probably just shows where he and both the dogs are at. You know, they just uh, completely yo-yos with all of their scorers you know doesn't matter who you look at um you know um hunter mccray hot yeah. one week cold the next week 
it's just really hard to back in any of these dogs players week to week. Uh, your boy, Bailey Smith, showed he's a serious talent. Yeah, uh, definitely. 90 points from him. Uh, getting scores from first-year kids like that is uh, really, really good where as we um, talked about a lot, this draft crop is excellent. Uh, another th- another guy, I guess, um, as well, who's really low on the ownership uh, numbers in uh, Ultimate Footy. But also, if you look at his time on ground numbers, he's not mm. spending a lot of time on ground. I think he was the lowest time on ground for Western Bulldogs and yeah, one of right. their top scorers on the weekend. And this has happened every week. So, those weeks he's getting 65, 70s, you know, he's generally only spending 50, 60 minutes on the ground. Right. Um, so, just kind of take that into consideration. Uh, there's a lot of people, like like I said, there's a lot of people either dropping him or not picking him up off the wave because his scores are so low, but uh, it's not because he's not scoring at a decent rate. It's just that he doesn't really have the tank coming back from injury, I think. Yeah, um, so once he builds that, he should be pretty decent on the f- fantasy game. And um, Will Hayes had another game in his second AFL game, 72 from him, just a consistent scorer there. Um, Matty Tabernar had his uh, bad game for the year, only 68. Um, I think he's going to bounce back. He's uh, he's playing too well this year. And Rory Lobb with an 81, uh, kind of delivering as the sole Rutman once again. So I think Sean Dice had a big game in the weekend for free on the weekend for Fremantle, but they're going too well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there with the Rucks. Just a word of warning, uh, Brandon Matera had 83, which is not too bad for him, but he did kick five goals, and you probably want more points from someone who's kicking five goals, which is basically just played the, the classic small forward game. And lastly, Andrew Brayshaw scored 51 on the weekend. Now, uh, we tweeted about this during the week. Hef, you traded this bloke in for – some people refer to this guy as the GOAT. You gave away <laughs> Gary Ablett for Andrew Brayshaw. Yeah. Does he just have a serious, serious bad case of second-year blues? I don't even think it's a bad case. It's just a normal case of second-year blues. And his first year wasn't that great anyway. But like you say every every year, mate, third year's the breakout year. If you looked at Jack Bowes last year, you'd gone, nah, nah, you would, nah. You would want to hope it's uh, – you want to hope my third year – Pays off, but well, yeah, one of our one of our for this year, one so. of our Twitter subscribers summed it up perfectly. You got the rest of Ablett for this year, or you got ten years of Brayshaw's talent. What do you take? Well, you know what I like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you take I don't Brayshaw. think it's a horrible trade. Nah, it's um, you know, I probably you I just probably decided you're going to bottom out. You probably, probably could have got, got more. more. Yeah, that's the thing. But uh, you know, I'm I'm. I just, yeah, I've, I did offer Ablett to a number of people in our leagues and our uh, league is tighter than a fish's you-know-what mm-hmm. and uh, I just could not be bothered uh, dealing with that anymore. I could had the opportunity to get someone that I actually wanted in my side for futures, so I jumped on it. Oh, that's the name of the game in the Keeper League pod. Yep. Hawthorne v Carlton. All right. Uh, another guy who should be too good for this podcast. Definitely too good. Didn't this quite is the score last, enough. No, he didn't quite score enough week. this week. This is the last week. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about James Warfel. So, he had 86 points on the weekend, 22 disposals, eight tackles. Those tackle numbers really keep him in the game. But mm. like I always say, there's something that, uh, you know, you can always get each week. You can always be chasing blokes down and tackling them. So, Correct. a guy who can do that uh, is pretty handy for fantasy scoring. Um, Blake Hardwick had 83 points, uh, 14 kicks and four handballs. Had 71 uh, last week, so he might be a handy D5 if he continues scoring at this rate, uh, yeah. you know, around those 70s marks. Uh, Sam Petrovsky-Seaton for Carlton had 91 this week, uh, 14 handballs and only nine kicks. I just wish he'd kick a little bit more because uh, it would have pumped him over the, uh, yeah. the 100 mark. But again, another guy who gets a lot of tackles uh, too. He had seven on the weekend. And I don't know, he's fast becoming one of my favourite players at the moment. Agreed. And also becoming too good for this pod. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, Zach Fisher is uh, returning to form. He had 86 on the weekend. He's averaging 82 for the uh, season and 90 from his past three. So someone that we were big on early, kind of pumped out a decent score early and then uh, went quiet for a bit. Uh, but he's coming back, uh, so persist with him because he's going to be a decent scorer, I think. Yeah, good to see him hit some form. And finally, the Geelong Cats versus the West Coast Eagles. It was the return of Zach Tui for 75 but I tell you what, that did not halt Tom Stewart's scoring. He had 124. Uh, I still want to keep an eye on this uh, dynamic back there because obviously Tui's just fresh off injury and coming back into the side. I still think he might affect Stewart's scoring at some capacity, but at this moment you can't fault Tom Stewart one bit. He's taken his game to a completely new level in 2019. Yeah. Uh, Constable had another great game for the kid, 83 for him. Um, but it was a few of the other youngsters who put on a quite impressive display. Mark O'Connor uh, has played every game this year and had a, a PB on the weekend for 21 touches and 91 points, looking solid in the back line there. While the dreadlock wonder, Brian Myers, is uh, quietly putting together some decent fantasy scores. He uh, had 91 on Sunday and is going at a pretty good rate of 70 per game if you're a, if you're a first kind of year player. So um, he's ticking some boxes and he's got some tricks. So I'm kind of interested to see what he might evolve into, into the future. Yeah, one of those players I really like the look of in the uh, JLT matches but uh, didn't think he'd actually be in the side come round one mm. but uh, proved me wrong and he's uh, scoring really well. Yeah. Tom Hickey, yeah. 141. What the actual... Yeah, that's, that's a ridiculous. huge game from Tom Hickey. So he plays as the one-out Ruckman and goes absolute batshit crazy. 25 touches and 32 hitouts. Uh, now, he absolutely dominated, but because the Eagles lost, what do they do? Do they go yeah. back to the, the two-ruck setup? Um, he did turn up uh, earlier in the year while Vardy was in the side. Um, you know, Vardy's been fairly out of form. Do they bring in Brooksby or do they mess something around? I don't know. But uh, if you do own Tom Hickey, you'd be praying that uh, they play solo ruck again this week. And... Um, Really, apart from a couple of players, the Eagles are pretty stinky on the weekend. So, their private virgin jet did not do a thing. Need to go back to cattle class, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. Right at the back near the toilets <laughs> where the babies are always crying and it smells like crap. Um, 12 players scored 53 points or below. Yeah. That is an absolute abomination. Um, and really, apart from you know Tom Hickey, I can't see anyone worth talking about. But I do want to bring up Jack Darling. What's yeah. happened to him? He had 27 on Sunday. And this season, he, he's had an 18-point game and a 33-point game. Oh, no. West Coast need to do something with him. I guess he's more of a mark kick goal type player. And if they're not doing that... But uh, there was a point going. a couple of years ago where he was a pretty uh, you know, year, pretty solid yeah. 70, 80 averaging forward. And, you know, he's yeah. fallen off the face of the earth really quickly. Yeah, there's a few West Coast players that uh, are on my shit list, but uh, we won't go into that. Uh, instead, we'll move on to From the Twos. Okay, on to the reserves scores. So, as per usual, we'll start with the great state. Kays, who looked good in the SANFL this week? Absolutely zero prizes for guessing that Jack Trangove <laughs> went bananas. 142 from him on the weekend and his average is still 155. It's bloody ridiculous. Um, still won't get a game. Who's coming in for Robbie Gray? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Surely but Jack deserves a game. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Maybe Carl Amon. I don't because Robbie Robbie Gray's been playing as that small forward. So um, I guess uh, Kane Farrell as well, um, possibly. Lop, lop. 
Motlop as well, yeah. That's actually another one who probably could be in line. So, yeah, I don't think uh, Jack Trengove will come in. Uh, Pete Laddams, 140 on the weekend. Yep. Ned McHendry, 139. Yeah, you think uh, he'll come. very promising for the young crow. You think he'll come into uh, contention sometime soon. Surely Paddy Wilson's close to 131 <laughs> on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Andy Otten, 116. This is only like the bloody knee for at the moment. Uh, Billy Frampton, 107. Josh Jenkins, 100 points. Plenty of goals from the goal square, no doubt. Out, and Carl Amon, 97 from Port. Now, if you think those numbers are bad, wait till we get to the actual NEFL for this <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, On to the VFL. So, Mark Pitanay, uh, 144. Uh, Harry Morrison, first game in the twos for the season at 130. So Class above, yeah, bringing him back in. He's kind of just floating in between. But James uh, Cousins out this week, uh, yeah, suspended. Burgoyne comes back this week, though, so okay. might be hard to get in. Uh, Tom Campbell, uh, 123, just smashing hitouts. Uh, loves it in the twos. So. Uh, ben Reed is he still on an AFL list amazingly okay uh, 123 points uh, Harrison Jones 119 Shy Bolton 113 so that's who we think will come in for Jack Rewalt. Uh Sam Draper uh, 110 uh, Will Golds 110 also and then uh, Kyle Langford had 104 Ivan Soto 103 Josh Simpson 102 Tom Sparrow who we hope comes in for Varney had 100 and Rupert Wills always gets 100 never gets a look in holy moly 162 from Colin O'Reardon in the NAFL. Yep. There's some big numbers here this week. (laughs) Robbie Fox, 159. Aaron Young, 158. He's averaging 148 in the NAFL. That's amazing. Uh, Benny Keyes must be close to a game for the Lions, 138 on the weekend. Same with Corey Lyons, 132. I hope he gets a game sometime soon. Yeah, Toby Wooler's been showing a bit too this year, 126. He's gone at 122 a game. Darcy Cameron, uh, 126, which is good for the big uh, future swan. 116, Sam Wicks. Isaac Cumming, 115. Nick Shipley, 113. Alan Christensen, 111. And Zachy Langdon, 109. Zach Langdon hasn't played a game since uh, his debut year, but uh, it's starting to find some form, so hopefully he can make his way in at some stage soon because uh, the fantasy numbers are looking good at the uh, needful level. Mm-hmm. Waffle. Waffle. Not a lot here. Uh, not a lot of players go big in the waffle. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe the uh, Frio tough and uh, West Coast. Yeah, maybe tough league in the West Coast and uh, Frio Reserves probably aren't much chop either. But uh, Hamish Brayshaw had 125, so he's having a decent season uh, is, yeah. coming back this season. Uh, Matthew Allen had 106. Brady Gray had 100. And Stefan Giro had 100 also. So these are... Uh, State League scores, we have basically have all the players uh, listed available in a nice, neat spreadsheet. We give you round by round what they've scored, all their averages for the year, all their, you know, in terms of stats, kicks, handballs, marks, all that, as long as they're fantasy averages. So these are available to our Patreon subscribers who sign up uh, to support the podcast. So we actually had a new, uh, two new Patreon subscribers this week. So Legends. Big thanks to Dave Simpson and Dylan Grenock uh, for pledging a couple of bucks our way to keep these uh, stats coming. And uh, all that cash goes towards basically. Uh, buying new fancy data analysis tools and things for the podcast to um, keep our audience entertained. So, uh, yeah, cheers for that one, you guys. All right, we'll move on to the captain's call straight into it. So, we're going to take a bit of a different tack this week and we're going to talk right. about maybe some players that aren't uh, actually traditionally considered as captain options that uh, might go right on your team if you're really desperate and need to find someone. So, the first player I'm going to uh, suggest this week is uh, Jaeger O'Meara. So, not always associated with your 
your uh, your big captain names, but his form is just getting too good to ignore. I think <laughs> career best for sure. Yep, he's finally living up to that uh, rising star hype from uh, uh, 2013, I think it was. Uh, so yeah, this week uh, against uh, Melbourne, he uh, averages 91, and he also averages 91 at the MCG. But uh, I guess last week down in Tassie, having 134, um, we think he'll go somewhere similar to that this week. So Jaeger Amira, if you've got him. Don't be afraid to put the C on him. Now, here's a name. I knew he's always been a decent fantasy jet, yep. fantasy scorer, but he's not someone I'd usually say put a C on him. But this, this person year has been the case. I know. And this player I'm talking about is uh, Braden Fiorini. So he is having an awesome season in that uh, Gold Coast mid- midfield, which doesn't have a lot of talent around him, but no. he is becoming a grade. But what's good about him this week uh, is he averages 100 against West Coast. Uh, so that's a pretty decent uh, mm-hmm. pretty decent return against them. So backing up his 137 from last week. He's in some form. Hopefully he keeps it going. He's got to make the trip to Perth. Hopefully that doesn't affect him too much. Hopefully not. Uh, another player that's uh, starting to find some form too is Dylan Shield. Um, so he averages uh, 99 against Geelong. So again, another big week last week. So hopefully that form continues. And uh, yeah, just looking down the list here, um, Tim Taranto is uh, starting to be uh, too good to ignore as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, had another big score last week. And uh, yeah, we think he's a decent one to chuck the uh, captain option on. And uh, someone we haven't talked about too much this season who would almost be a walk-up lock for your captain in most teams is... Uh, Josh Kelly. So he averages uh, 91 against St Kilda um, and so we think he'll go okay uh, this week and uh, we're starting to think he might return to some some captain form. All right, we'll move on to our listener tweets. All right, Kays, it's our favourite segment, the listener tweets. Uh, What do we got this week? We are kicking off with Bagels 4. His question is uh, a very, very good one because I'm in the same boat. What do we do with Bailey Williams? So he only has 13 keepers in their league and he has Williams and Perryman currently clogging up his bench and he's got no defender cover there. If he does cut them, who would you recommend picking up? And... uh, he has someone like, you know, Luke Dunstan on the bench and he's probably thinking about cutting him before Williams. What would you do, Hef? Yeah, well, I guess uh, if it's 13 keepers, I think you've got you've got to prioritise just your best 13. Uh, there's no point just hanging on to someone purely because they are youthful yep. and they uh, had a good season uh, last year. So, um, yeah, I'd be cutting. But uh, that said, if you've got, uh, I don't know, uh, 26 players and uh, I'm not sure how big your league is, you didn't actually say. But, uh, you know, finding someone at this stage of the uh, year might be pretty tough. But uh, someone that might uh, improve or might actually come into contention if he is on your list next year and he has a good uh, JLT season. I've noticed that Adam Chera is uh, ranked pretty lowly at the moment at 324 Mm -hmm. and I think he's someone that if he doesn't turn it around this year, he might be good to go at the start of next year if he might find some good JLT form. So um, that's just a suggestion. It's hard to tell without knowing who's on your waiver wire and expecting most of the good players to actually be snapped up. But uh, yeah, Chera might be someone you might want to look at. Chera and his mate Brayshaw are definitely struggling from second year blues this year. Yeah. But in terms of Williams, it's a tough one because I don't think he actually as much currency at the moment no. so I'm finding that at uh, currently too where you know I um, had Williams upgraded from a rookie list heading to this year expecting big things but uh, obviously injuries and uh, Luke Beveridge have come in his way so I uh, 
I'd be more inclined to hang fat with Williams. Uh, Luke Dunstan's not really getting games at St. Kilda at the moment. They're going a lot better than dogs. So I find that Williams is probably more chance to come back in and potentially rectify his season. So I'd hold true with Williams for a couple more weeks. But yeah, if someone like Cher is on your bench and you're you know, potentially not contending this year, he might be someone to have a look at too. Next question's from at Russ2468. Is Josh Kelly a captain option this season? Hasn't shown much of a ceiling yet, but comes up against the Saints in round seven. Thoughts yeah, well, F? we just talked about him in the captain's call. But yeah, I, def- I think he definitely is. He's just taken, uh, he missed uh, a few weeks uh, late in the preseason. I think he missed round one as well. Yep. So he's probably just finding his feet now. And he, uh, he scored pretty well, played pretty well last week. So uh, yeah, we think he will eventually get back to those. Uh, he's, he's just pure class. So yep. I think he'll get back to that uh, that scoring ceiling that he uh, had last year. So yeah, don't stress about him uh, too much. And I think... Uh, if you, if you want to chuck the C on, it's about time that you could start to feel a bit more comfortable about it. Oh, for sure. Uh, from Mitch Bagley 3, has Taron Thomas ever played a VFL game? What's your take on him? From what I've read, he's more of a quality, not quantity type player. Yeah, so he didn't play any VFL games because uh, they started the week after the AFL in round two. He was into the senior team at North Melbourne, mm-hmm. so he didn't play any VFL games uh, this year. But, uh, yeah, he dominated the uh, NAB Academy as a, as a junior, I guess. And he's got good super coach numbers in the under-18 champs, uh, but uh, the fantasy numbers weren't quite there. But the fantasy numbers were good in the uh, Academy champs. Uh, but, yeah, he was likened to Elliot Yo pre-draft. So he's another player that took three, four years to actually come on uh, in a big way. So going by that, he's not someone I'd be writing off uh, just yet mm-hmm. from a fantasy perspective. I just think he's going to take time. Yeah, he's one that would need a bit of time. I wouldn't be looking to hold him this year if yep. I was in a you know an average kind of league. If your dynasty league might be a bit different, but um, yeah, one that looks like he will need a, a bit of time. Uh, at Shoto Five, he's got a couple ones. Thoughts on Jack Higgins as a prospect? He's coming good by the looks of it, and he's torn between keeping the keeper leg pod resources <laughs> to himself and not sharing it amongst his league, but he wants us to grow. How can we get more followers? Well, uh, let's talk about uh, Jack Higgins first, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I reckon he's all, almost getting there, I guess. So yep. Three weeks is probably not enough for me. And as we said, you know, hyped up as the greatest fantasy scorer of all time coming to the AFL. Mm-hmm. He kind of hasn't earned that just yet, but he's definitely someone you need to persist with uh, going forward. Now, how do we get us uh, more followers and fans i guess just share and tell your mates but don't tell your league i don't know <laughs> <laughs> just uh just keep tweeting keep uh, sending us questions that you know spreads out through everyone's yeah spread through everyone's networks and we go from there so just uh no nah, if you can maybe just uh share the love share you it with know, one, one of your league one, mates <laughs> once you've already won the flag this year then share uh, it with the guy who's it. uh winning the spoon yeah. at the moment maybe <laughs> yeah he uh also come in with a late question Cherto. um wants to know a bit about will power was uh plot from obscurity with the late first rounder a few years ago. I think he went pick 17 or something like that. Do we have any needful stats on him from last year? He's just thinking about snagging him from the waiver wire if he's there. Uh, yeah, he played about eight games in the Nefal last year for an average of around 55, I think it was from memory. So nothing huge. He does kind of play that uh, forward type role where he's kind of quality over quantity, ball in through the goals and uh, out it goes again. Yeah, he so, was amazing in that first game this season with uh, 23 touches and um, a goal. He had 103 points. So, you know, he's, he's one that might 
take a bit to develop. It might not yeah. be this year. I'd be thinking he might be more of a, a third year for me. Yeah, yeah. He show, he's shown some scoring potential, but then we just got to always not get too carried away with one big score. You want to see him back it up or just at least show some uh, signs that he's got some uh, fantasy game to him by the type of game he does play. Yeah. And uh, finally, at TWR412, would you consider carrying a photo of Team English around <laughs> in your wallet? I'll let you answer this one because I'm pretty uh, sure it's directed at you. Yeah, well, uh, I did tell him that I've actually got a picture of Tim on my wall. Here's my background <laughs> screen on my phone. Sure the missus is happy. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, <laughs> what happens between me and Tim, stays between me and Tim. But uh, no, it's uh, he's. I'm, I'm enjoying him. He's uh, he's coming good. Still a, lot of, uh, still a lot of water under the bridge to go before he becomes a, a bona fide star, but He's uh, chucking things the right way. Uh, just quickly, half I might. Uh, we did um, just want to know who your draft bargains and busts have been this year on Twitter. We put it out to our followers, um, you know, because we're six rounds into the the season, and most of the way this is a third of the way through the season because you know we missed a few rounds of buys, and then you know, so it's um, you know, a lot of teams know whether they're screwed or or going well this season. I'm just looking through my side. Jack Noon's round 20 and Darcy McPherson 27 are two of my my favourite pickups. Yep. Got a few coming through from uh, Adam Grantham. He got big boy McAvoy in round 15, which is a bloody great effort considering how good um, big boy's gone this year. Uh, a lot of people pretty happy. Mummy's gone pick 68 in a dynasty top-up draft. That would be absolutely fantastic if you got him there. That's great work from Brad Johnson there. Um, and Bear Aiden Friarini at pick 111 is pretty That's good. That's huge. Yeah, yeah in nice. a draft keeper league. That was Russ 2468. And Jamie Mott got Fiorini at pick 195. So um, some really good gets there. Uh, on the flip side, Jamie Mott got Jared Lyons at pick 101. So I'm feeling your pain there. And uh, I know a couple other people kept Cade Collar Jasney and Ryan Clark, like myself. And geez, we're paying for that at the moment. But. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good fun looking back on your draft at this point of the year. I'm just having a look at mine now. I don't really have too many steals because, like, I went I went early on a few of uh, you a went few younger very players. Early. <laughs> like Jordan Dawson, I got him at I picked two sixty two, I guess. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of early, but like, but sorry, kind of late. But it's probably earlier than like he's still in waiver pools in most leagues. Yeah. So we're nailing him. But uh, I guess my biggest bust, Mark I guess, would Hibbard. be Hibbard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So and just another one on your on your retentions in keeper legs. These can be the ones that kill you too, like Clark and KK have killed me. Are you regretting keeping Hamish Hartlett? He's oh. out for another four weeks. Nah, not really. Like, I just had no one else. Everyone else on my team retired, so, and everyone else was rubbish, so I don't really have any regrets from that. If you if you actually had someone decent to actually keep on top of him, definitely. But I don't know. It's the thing with these ACLs. I guess they use they use your hamstring, don't they, Case, to yep. actually fix your ACL. And so you, they're probably expected to have some hamstring issues, and I'm just not sure how it's been managed. But uh, anyway, hopefully he comes back some stage and can score half decent. Uh, but again, he's got a couple of years left in him, so let's not stress too much now, and uh, let's just hope Hamish gets back sometime soon. I just want to stretch you out. No, I'm not stressed at all, man. My league's over. <laughs> My season's over. Season's over. Have checked out. It'll be me hosting the podcast from every now on, oh, every no, week from now I'm putting all my energy into uh, this podcast the rather resources. than my team. So, yeah, exactly. That, so. so, he's actually giving back to the listeners. Yeah, next year for the draft, I'm going to be on fire. Anyway, <laughs> we better uh, we better rack up, so, uh, wrap up. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, just plug our socials. So, follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, at Keeper League Pod on all the uh, socials. Plus, visit our website at uh, Keeper 
keepleaguepod.com.au and also if you're interested in all the Patreon stuff and getting a hold of those bonus stats head to patreon.com slash keeperleaguepod alright thanks for joining us this week and we'll uh, talk to you next week thanks guys